Welcome back. We are the Dungeon Boys, a group of friends who likes to create fantastical adventures, Dungeons and Dragons style. This is episode two of our first campaign, Stardust Echoes. This campaign is for adults, so if you're not above the age of 18, turn this shit off right now, or I'm going to tell your parents, because we all say fuck a lot. But at least we say it beautifully. Content warnings can always be found in the description below. My name is Justine Mowry, and I will be your dungeon master for this campaign. What's up, everyone? I'm Lindsay, and I play Six, the Tabaxi Rogue. Hey everyone, uh, my name is Arlen, and I play Valen, your uh, <laughs> fucking tiefling warlock. Why can't I remember what fucking class I have? <laughs> we had the same problem last time! I had the same problem last time, it's fine. What's well, fine? I am the tiefling warlock, and I have wings, so. We love that for you. Cool. Cool, <laughs> <laughs> We love that journey for you. <laughs> Hi, my name's Ellie. I play the Cobalt Artificer Pants. Hello, everyone. My name is Grant, and I play the Golden Dragonborn Barbarian Torash. Uh, hey, I'm Dylan, and I play uh, Temple, the Warforged Monk. Hi, I'm Anthony. I, I play uh, Grayson Cato, the Half-Elf Ranger. And with that, the Dungeon Boys proudly present... Stardust Echoes. Last episode, an architect, a bounty hunter, a peacekeeper, a mechanic and a pilot, and their chief security officer found themselves on a classified mission. Commander Gallowood and Ateve Westways called them to the Adile main station to embark on a journey to Tarrant 19. Tarrant 19 is a planet that has laid dormant and lost for nearly 2,000 years, until a beacon began sending a signal out to the entire galaxy, and our adventurers were brought forth to retrieve it. Upon boarding their ship, the Ripple, and meeting their ship system computer mind, Jigalda, and also a stowaway named Pants, they were on their way. While entering the ship and debris-cluttered upper atmosphere, they were attacked and crashed. Now, Our team stares out the ship's windows to a murky, fog-covered swamp, wondering what comes next on Tarrant 19. Pants. Pants. You, You know technology, you know how to fix things? Yes? Well, I wouldn't say that I'm an expert, but I do tinker here and there. I could give it a go. 
base level, we need a diagnostics on the ship's systems right now, because if we can't get off this rock, our damn mission isn't worth shit right now. Well, let me just take a look at these computers here. What was the computer's name again? Jigalda? Jigalda? Jigalda. Is she offline or online? Yeah, she's she's offline right now. All right, gotta do this. Gotta do this manually then. Okay, go ahead and roll investigation for me. Pants rolls a 15 for investigation. Sweet. Yeah, so you can tell that um, the ship has about five major systems and four of them are down. The only one that's really online is the oxygen life support. But besides that, your directional, uh, your, your like sensory directionals, your um, propel. Why are words hard when you're recording? <laughs> your fucking gas shit that makes you go forward. Propulsion. Um, is offline. Propulsion. There it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, guys, it looks like the good news is we have oxygen so we can breathe. But bad news is the cesium collector freezer is offline the bipolar converter heater is toast and the fault and the and the starboard neogenic propulsion wielder is non-functional so we're in trouble here okay that's that's a lot of big words for me okay i'm not that smart of a man <laughs> <laughs> he's not a smart dragon but he is a tall dragon pants okay okay Okay, okay, for the tall dragon behind me, I'll, get, I'll put it simply. We're fucked, unless we get off this ship. That's what I like to hear. Pants, can you get us back in the air? No can do without the appropriate components. Great. And not to mention, Degolda is offline, so that's pretty, that's pretty. Can we get comms back online at the very least? Yeah, could we, can we try and get Jigolda back, back in biz, and then maybe she can help us out? I don't know if she can be much help, but... <laughs> Quick pause. Quick pause. Everyone here would know that ships in this world and technology are powered on something called Odin crystals. So it's like a mixture of magic and technology, and it can work to repair both. So if you have Odin crystals... Hey, you said this was specifically for ship AIs or just ships? All ships. In general. Technology in general. Just to power it. It's like our fuel or... Think of it as the gasoline of cars. But oh, it, I got you. But it also does... It can, like, enhance spells so that you can... It's, like, repair and, and things like that. It's basically, like, a tool. It's <laughs> like a kyber crystal from Star Wars or the dilithium crystals from Star Trek. Exactly. Oh, I got you. Okay. I literally based it off the dilithium crystals in Star Trek. Okay. Okay, well, okay, so let me start with that. So we were at... Someone asked Pants... Um, if we could get the comms back up and running, and then we said no. Well, it's possible to get the ship up and running again, but I think as I was sneaking onto the ship, I noticed that the fuel main fuel supply was Odin crystals, which knowing that the Odin crystals are probably non-functioning anymore, so we at least need that to get the ship up and running again. Did they not give us any backups? I don't think they were expecting us to get involved with the space leviathan to be honest with you well grayson go ahead and um roll perception and look around as you say the backups thing i, I imagine you're probably looking around and like, yeah. like did we have any backups uh natural 20 let's go oh let's shit go. 27 holy shit 
It's very perceptive. Yeah, I'm perceptive as fuck. Damn. Okay, so you look around, and I imagine that you're kind of, like, noticing that there's, like, these upper hatches that haven't been opened. Yeah. And you open them, and you find four healing kits. Ooh. You find three longbow rifles. Great. And you find one Odin crystal. Great. Well, here's something at the very least. And I toss the Odin crystal to pants. Oh, pants roll acrobatics to catch it. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought you would say. (laughs) Oh, 22. Thank God. Hey. Very nice. Hey. (laughs) You grab that with style. Pants is like still looking at the computer and grabs it, snatches it with his tail. Awesome. <laughs> I I pull the rifles out of the health kits down too and kind of put them in a little pile on the floor. And here's some gear. You notice that two of the rifles are broken. One works. If someone wants to take it, it's the same mechanics as a longbow. I just skinned it as a rifle. And then the health kits you can put, it's like a basically like a a health pack you can put in your inventory if you want those. Temple takes one of the health packs. Torash takes one of those too. I'll take another. I'll take one of the four. Sneaky murder cat takes the working rifle. I'll grab the last pack then. Okay. Make sure you put it in your inventory. So is it, so is it just kind of like a normal health potion then? Like a healer's kit? It's a healer's kit. A healer's kit. Okay. Was one enough or like, okay, so context for Odin crystals, are they like? Yeah, so you you see like the slots where they go in and you look at the broken ones and what you need and you probably need eight. Oh, shit. And you have one. And I'd say each like system takes two to power. So you you wouldn't even be able to get comps back online. Okay. Unless you took life support offline. And then, like, you could take those ones out and replug them in somewhere. Um, do we know if uh, the outside air is breathable or not? Or Temple volunteered to go check. He doesn't need oxygen to breathe, but I think he could very much detect if it is. By all means. Yeah, so it's, I'm imagining, like, a two-door kind of system. So I step in, into the lock and then out uh, into the space um, and then look around. And You step into the airlock and the door shuts behind you and... You press to drain the, or press the thing to open, and um, it doesn't open. The second one outside. Okay. Um, Temple uh, walks back in. Torash, I need your assistance opening the door. Would you put on a space suit and assist me? Absolutely. I'll be right there. Well, don't I already have, I already have my space suit on, don't I? Yeah. Well, you just you're just gonna need to put yeah, like a helmet on. Uh, yeah, I'll the Torash throws a grabs a helmet and kind of it's a little bit of a snug fit because of the horns, but I <laughs> get it on there. <laughs> uh, and I think we assist each other in trying to uh, basically break the door open or force it open. Yep. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll strength for me, or yeah, for both of you. Can I do? Oh yeah, I could do just uh, athletics. Or do you want to do straight strength? Just do strength. Uh, I rolled a natural 20. Torash rolls with natural 20. <laughs> Temple rolls an 8. Dude, how many <laughs> natural 20s do we have in the fucking beginning of this game? Hell it's going to yeah. be a good day. It's okay, I'll make up for it. <laughs> yeah, so you see Temple go up and like push the door. 
and like nothing happens. And then literally Torash just like puts one knuckle pound to it and it opens up wide. <laughs> um, and you just hear like steam come out. Okay. If you are facing the right direction, all you need to do is keep on walking. And he steps out and uh, I think takes in the environment uh, to, you know, relay that information back to the group. Yeah. So go ahead and roll a nature check for me. Nature. Nature. While he's doing that, um, Tarash wants to just kind of take a look around, see if there's anything just moving in the, like any like wildlife watching us or just kind of take an overall glance of uh, situational awareness kind of thing. So let me play out that moment with him, but we'll go back to you. Temple rolled a 16 on his nature check. Temple, you do some scans. You know, you've been you've been to many different planets in the Adial system, and you can tell that this is definitely a breathable atmosphere. Torash, when you're looking around, go ahead and roll perception for me with disadvantage, because there's a lot of steam and stuff coming out of the ship. Four. Torash rolled a four. Yeah, it looks like a swamp, and it's you know a little icky, a little gooey here and there, but uh, nothing. It doesn't seem. Maybe you see some birds flutter above you, but you don't see any kind of creatures around. Too much steam around. I can't see shit. <laughs> Torash, the environment is safe. You can un- really or remove your helmet if you prefer. Uh, Temple walks back inside to tell the rest of the group that as well. Uh, okay. I go to uh, Torash. Takes his uh, helmet off. Well, good to know the air is breathable. Doesn't look like we're going to get much done here. Most of the Odin crystals are shot to shit, and we just have the one. Each system takes two to operate, so... Unless there's more on this planet, we're going to be stuck here for a while. Is there a way we can get a a full diagnostic on the ship if we kind of shuffle these crystals around? If we can get Jigalda back online, maybe? We'll need a total of two Odin crystals in order to get any type of system back up and running. Well, since the atmosphere is breathable, I don't think life support is the most important thing to have running right now. So we could. Follow point. Yeah, just pull pull, pull that plug, as uh, my mama said. <laughs> Pulling plug, apply, applying Odin crystals. <laughs> so you pull out these two Odin crystals out of the life support compartment, and the ship goes, warning, life system going offline and it like continues and then it just kind of shuts the fuck up do you put them in like the oh i put one in what where do you what are you trying to to turn on oh um uh, jagalda i think okay so that'd be like communication sensors kind of a thing so you can put two in there okay so we had one that was doing life support you had two in life support, and then you have one that was in the storage compartment. So you have three total right now. Oh, okay. Um, and you need... Sorry, I apologize. You need te- you need ten total. Okay. So... we have Sorry, this here. is getting confusing. So you need seven more. Yeah, I okay. think I said eight. My bad. So you put them in the communications, and the ship... Certain lights that were off light up. Uh, you just see some sparks fly from one console... Uh, six, go ahead and <laughs> roll dexterity for me. Saving throw or just dexterity? Oh, save, yeah, dexterity saving throw. <laughs> six rolled a 19. Hell yeah. So yeah, so the sparks kind of come at six and you just agilely step back and they go in front of you. For Not even a f- piece of fur was singed. And then she says, I need a fucking cigarette. She goes outside to smoke. 
<laughs> okay. Awesome. So pants, you push these. You're on your tippy little toes, and you push these two blue Odin crystals into the slots. And then, like I said, a bunch of sparks came out and some things lit up. And then you see a, a big timer appear on one of the screens, and it says Jigalda reboot three hours. Well, that's not good. Three whole hours. What are we gonna do? <clears throat> well, how much uh, how much light we have left? Is there any no any way of knowing? I have no idea. The sun is setting right now. Well, let's establish a perimeter at the very least. Make sure nothing's coming up on the sides or behind us. Nah, I second that. Yeah, temple temple will join that as well. As will I, Torash. <laughs> I think I'll stay here on the ship and monitor. <laughs> Pants just shout if anything happens. Okay. And I un- unsling my own personal rifle from off my back and step out of the ship. Hey, Justine, I don't, I don't, I don't know if this is metagaming, but do we have any like personal communication devices where we can communicate with each other? Who grabbed the bracelet <laughs> off the thing? Temple did. So Temple has the bracelet, which basically. Um, can keep store all of your logs, can store pictures, events, things like that. And um, it also has the map of the area in it that can be projected. But we don't you don't have anything yet that can communicate with each other. OK, I think, yeah, before we we all step out, I, I think um, six is already out. But uh, before we go to establish a perimeter, we we look at the map on the uh, the bracelet, the recorder. Okay. To kind of get get a sense of of the surrounding areas and where we might be able to post up and and wait out the night. Okay. So someone has to wear it. Do you give it to someone or do you just put it on? I think while we're all here, yeah, Temple just puts it on and and projects the map. Okay. So the minute that you put on the bracelet, it snaps shut and a red light starts blinking. And you cannot get it off now. But it still works and the picture pops up. I suppose this is mine now. I suppose so too. Yeah, so you guys landed in the swamp area. So you project the map, you're all looking on it, except Six, who's smoking a cigarette. What a bitch. (laughs) If our goal is to defend the ship, we can do so until the sun rises again, or we can, I suppose, step out towards this illuminated spot on the map. I'd rather do that in the daylight if I'm being completely honest with you. I would much rather do that as well. I think what we should I think what we should do is we should stand stand our ground for the night. One or two of us can keep watch while the others while the others sleep on board and we'll rotate shifts throughout the night. Once sun rises, then we continue on. I agree. Um well we should uh, figure out what uh we can do then. Um maybe do we need some firewood or something we can gather if we need to make some of our rations. If you want to take point on that. Um, what is the weather like right now? Well, it, the sun's going down, so there's a lot of heavy fog and mist around you guys in the swamp. It's it's a little, you know, it's like cold, misty, but it's not it's not raining. It's not like super bad or anything. Just making sure, seeing if we need to like set up a fire or stay warm. Well, with our with with the, with our ship having the main entrance, I mean, we could probably just crash inside and have someone posted up outside the ship. And we just rotate that way. I still want to walk 360 around the ship out a little ways just to see what's out there. Just to make sure that nothing's going to surprise us in the night as much as possible. 
That sounds good. Um, y'all want to just uh, walk in two different directions and meet in the middle? Yeah. Six. You have the other gun? Yeah. I'll come with you. Sure. Somebody stay here with pants. I don't want anything happening to them while they're working on the ship. You in the background, you hear him going, clank, 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 fuck, clank, 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 <laughs> shit, clank, 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 ah, there we go. I should probably stay behind. All right, thank you, Temple. Oh, hey, Temple, can I borrow one of your fingers? <laughs> <laughs> it's you and me, Torash, let's go. I'm right with you. So, Six and Grayson walk forwards. And then Torash and Valen walk behind the ship and Temple stays inside with pants. Yeah. We're going to start with... Separate the party. Yeah. <laughs> Separate the party. <laughs> We're going to have Valen and Torash go first. So, you you know, you see these this giant golden dragonborn kind of going through like, like probably up to his ankles or mid calves and water going through and then you see a, a winged tiefling red next to him that and the water's up to like above his knees <laughs> and they're kind of wading through looking around and making a perimeter um how tall are the trees varying heights probably the tallest tree would be 50 feet tall the shortest tree is like your height I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna turn to uh, Torash. I'm like, hey, uh, uh, just give me a second. I'm gonna fly up and see what I can see. So I'm gonna fly upwards and uh, just, uh, just like just above the tree line, like to any tree line that I can kind of see around. Don't go too far. Okay, so you you spread your your wings and you try to like av- kind of avoid because it's really like tangly, like swampy forest. Then you get up to one of the trees. Go ahead and roll perception for me. Uh, that's a, it's a, it's a four. Okay. So yeah, you just see a lot of mist, a lot of mist, a lot of treetops. That's it. Maybe a bird. Okay. I fly back down. I'm like, well, uh, that fog does not let up any higher you go. Um, it's pretty dense up there too. All right. Well, let's walk a little bit further out, secure the perimeter. And if we don't find anything, we'll rendezvous back to the ship. Sounds good. So as as we continue, we just kind of walk in. I just pull the, I just pull my my hilt out, you know, because like I said, you notice you notice that when I pull my hilt out, it doesn't have like an actual blade on it. It's just a hilt, but I'm just gonna have it in my hand. Yeah, my my guns like I have my hand at, at my hip, uh, my leg, kind of ready. My pistol's unclipped, just in case something pops out. Okay, so you start walking around. Um, I need both of you to roll an investigation check for me. Tarash rolled a seven. Jesus Christ. Um, I rolled a five. <laughs> I guess that's what happens with that natural 20 that I rolled. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you take a break and just fucking karma comes back. This looks like a, a bog, but Torash notices on the ground footsteps but cannot distinguish what kind but that they are humanoid can i see which way they're going they're kind of like all over there seems to be footprints on the ground here i can't tell where they're coming from or where they're going 
or what it is, to be a matter of fact. But there's seems pretty. Can I tell if it's been pretty fresh or if if it's been kind of like sitting there? Not with your roll. Okay. I don't know how fresh these are, but there's footprints right here. Can I take a look at them, or is that was that my roll? Yeah, that was I, your roll. Oh, okay. Well, it was how much information I was going to give you on them. Oh. Um. Well. Um. <laughs> I mean, that's not it's never a good thing when you see footprints, but um, I guess we can just make sure that we hunker down and uh, keep the door closed just in case. That sounds like a good idea. Why don't we head? Why don't we head back to the ship? All right. And so now we will switch to pants, the little blue kobold who's fixing stuff up with a very big potty mouth and Temple, who's patiently trying to assist in the ship. What are you guys doing? Is there something that I can help you with, little one? I'm just tinkering and moving shit around. Maybe if we look hard enough, maybe there might be another crystal on board somewhere. I'd be happy to look. Um, so can we look around the ship some more? And Yeah. So you guys start looking. I feel like Temple's looking at the high places and you're looking at the low places. Okay. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll perception for me, both of you. Temple rolled a 21. Very nice. Pants rolled a 13. Oh, yeah, so Pants, as you're looking about, you're kind of scurrying, avoiding wires that are like, like sparking at you. You're like kind of like looking high and low. You don't find anything. Uh, Temple, as you're looking above, you know, you're kind of, there's like some steam you're wafting away and like leaning through because it doesn't hurt, burn your metal plates. Um, you notice that there is a small microchip in the back of one of the containers. But besides that, there's nothing else really that you, you guys didn't see before. Pants, I noticed something. Can I lift you up here? Oh, yeah, go for it. <laughs> I, uh, I pick up pants so that they can get a, a good look at the microchip. So you notice like a just like a little two inch by one inch microchip that's like a light green color. Huh, how interesting. I wonder what this does. What if I I wonder if I just try and break it open and see what happens. Sure. Go ahead and roll. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, maybe what maybe I should form that with a question with Temple to see. <laughs> Temple what happened? What do you think we should like try and tinker with it and see what it does? Do you think that would help our present situation? Oh, it would help my present situation. Do you see anywhere where we could plug in a chip? I think, uh, I think you have investigated this ship top to bottom. I think you would know best. Trail true well i guess i'll just pocket this chip for the time being go ahead and add it to your inventory uh yeah i put down pants and temple walks a little bit closer to the door keeps uh, sits down facing out and uh begins you know counting his beads um and you know as you know he's sitting down he says the greatest prayer is patience and then goes into sort of his uh kind of meditative state, um, leaving pants, I think, to do, do pants stuff. Fend for herself. <laughs> pants stuff. <laughs> um, pants walks over to him and wants to investigate him more, and he goes, wow, your fingers move really fast. Since you're in <laughs> prayer, can I, uh, 
Can I just like, you know, uh, see one of your feet? Just one of them, please. I just really want to know more about Warforges. I've never seen one before. I just got to know how you work. Temple says, if you want to see my feet, you've got to subscribe to my OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Temple? He goes and Pants goes and knocks on his head. Temple, hello? No response. Well, then he can I pull out my tinker tools and like start poking him with my <laughs> with my tinker tools. You can do whatever you want. This is your this is your show, dude. <laughs> you don't have to ask me permission. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Okay, she so just I, starts dismantling Temple. Guys, Temple probably runs on Odin crystals. We can harvest them from his chest. <laughs> so he starts tinkering on him, and then he just like gets one nice, good like little shock, and he's like, "Okay, let's not do that anymore." I guess. And he puts the food, he puts his um and tools down, and he goes, and it's all of a sudden you hear like a belly rumble, like, "Oh, well." Better start looking for some food. I'm getting really hungry. At that temple snaps to attention and stands up and says, can I help you? Wow, really? (laughs) 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 Where were you just now, temple? (laughs) I was running through my mantras. I would be happy to find you rations. Yes. Oh, I'll never pass up a meal. Yes, please. Uh, Yeah, temple, temple goes to the... Uh, crates, I think, that we saw uh, when entering the ship and, and you know, locate some rations and uh, gives them to Pants. Thank you, new friend. You're welcome. And now we will switch to Six and Grayson. This is a side note from the DM. Remember that anything you hear other players talk about, if they... That you are not hearing this as a character, and also remember that if they don't, if they choose not to share it to you, you wouldn't know. Okay, you guys start walking through the brush. You're standing on kind of the dry, like grass. It's a little like you're like <coughs> of like the squish of your boots. You know, a bat kind of flies over you really quick. Just really murky, swampy area. It's becoming nighttime. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Uh, before we left, Six grabbed her lantern and a water skin in case we came across a water source, because I'm assuming we probably will run out of water eventually. Cool. So you use, are you using your lantern? Yeah. She lights that up and then lights up again her cigarette and says, do you want one? No, thank you. You know, you're making us a really easy target with that lantern. We don't know what's out there. Well, we can't see anything if we don't have any light either. I can. Oh, you... I oh. Can. Well, not all of us have super special night vision, half-elf boy. Oh, that's clear from the times you missed your shot twice, huh? Oh, excuse me. Well, how about I turn it down a little bit so we can see a little bit, but not too much. Would you like me to turn it out? Is that what you'd like? You can just ask that. If you needed to see, keep it lit. I'm just saying we're making ourselves an easy target for whatever's out there. Okay, well, I can be sneaky. I'm very sneaky. Great. Perfect. All right. 
what are we what are we doing? What are we looking for? <sighs> I don't know. A way out of the swamp, anything out there that might be dangerous to us. Anything that can jeopardize the mission besides, you know, present company. Go ahead and roll perception for me. Both of us? Um, yeah. 16. Uh, six rolled a 12. You do notice that parts of the trees have been sliced a little bit in weird spots. Um, this is Grayson that notices this. Almost like machines have been through the area. And then Six notices there's some, some footprints on the ground that look like human. Or like boots. Maybe this is like a logging area. Well, this planet's supposed to be abandoned, right? There's not supposed to be anything like this here. Yeah. These tracks look fresh, though. Should we follow them? We can. I can track them. I would say that the tracks probably look around five hours old. We can track them for a little bit, but I don't want to get too far from the ship. I don't want to leave the rest of the crew to fend for themselves if we don't have to. Okay. Not that they're not capable, but... Well, let's 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 take a little let's take a little look see and follow it for a minute. We'll be back. We'll be back soon. So you walk through the swamp. It's getting darker by the minute. You hear flutter of wings. How long are you guys willing to walk for? Uh like 20 minutes maybe. 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. At like 15 minutes, you come across um, an area where it looks like there's like been a handmade built like wooden plank system. And you notice that the swamp water is separate and then there's fresh water in it. Almost like they're like little agricultural things. And there's like crops and plants that are growing out of it. There's like lily pads on one with like there's like some fish in there kind of a thing. And you see... And you both have dark vision, right? I'm not sure if Six does. I don't think I do. Tabaxi's have like a natural cat sight thing, I thought. I don't know if Tabaxi's have dark vision. I don't. Oh, you can see in darkness. Yeah, I do. Up to 60 feet. So you and you both have dark vision. So you look ahead and you notice that there is a, a little hut at the end and the footsteps seem to lead to the hut. You can just edit out that part about, <laughs> about me not. Not all of us can see in the dark because apparently I fucking can. <laughs> That's okay. It's almost like you were just trying to test him. I like it. Just being standoffish to be standoffish. Well, this doesn't look like nobody lives here. This looks pretty. This looks pretty civilized. Well, let's go find out who. Okay. I walk up to the hut and I knock on the door. A little hut knock. Rap, rap, rap on the door, um, and nothing happens. I listen. I wait and listen for a minute. You wait. Don't hear anything. I try to open the door. Knock again. <laughs> it's locked. Six, can you come? Yeah, I got my, I'll get, yeah, I got my, I get my thieves. Six gets her thieves, little thieves toolkit out and starts breaking and entering. So go ahead and roll a slight hand for me. Six rolled a uh, 15. Okay. So you, you know, jiggle it a bit and you hear like a click and the door swings open. 
You're welcome. Thank you. I push past her and walk in. Okay, so when you walk in, you see a quaint little hut. There are herbs hanging from the ceiling, jars of different herbs and plants, uh, like even jars with like eyeballs in them and things. You see like a chemistry set. It smells of freshly baked bread. And then there is a couch and lying on the couch asleep with a book over her is a woman. Oh. What are we... Should we wake her? Should we not wake her? Should we gently shut the door? I think we should gently shut the door and back out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not entirely sure. Why don't we shut the door and then knock louder? Okay. Maybe she'll answer that time. Okay. (laughs) I'll knock this time because I can probably knock louder than you. I don't think that's true. (laughs) <laughs> I want you I want you both um, to roll stealth six rolled a 20 14 six rolled a 20 I rolled a 14 a dirty a dirty boy damn it was tied with my my ace my if it meets it beats the DC yeah, if it meets a beats, fuck. Okay. Yeah, so you guys are whispering at each other, arguing, standing there while this woman's snoring on her couch, or on a couch. You don't know if it's her house, I guess. And you back up slowly as you're still arguing and close the door. All right. Knock louder then. If you think you can knock louder, knock louder. And she just winds up and pounds on the fucking door. <laughs> you hear something crash and tinker and like a... Uh, Oh, dear. Um, And then she comes to the door and opens it and goes, I could have sworn I locked that. Oh, hello. What are you you doing here? She sounds so sweet. Oh, good morning. It's it's evening. I just went to bed. Right. Well, hi. Hey there. Um, We are we've crash landed our ship here. And we were under the impression that nobody was inhabiting this planet. What's what's going on? What are you doing? Who are you? What's your name? <sighs> My name is Tarawin. It's nice to meet you. What's your name? I'm Six. This is Grayson. Hello, Grayson. Nice to meet you. Tarawin? I must say that I'm a... I'm very out of sorts right now. Would you be okay to meet in the morning? I can give you some provisions if you need it. My house will not fit many more, unfortunately, or I'd let you stay here. We have our ship. We're just... We're on a mission for the governing body of the Adial system, and this is not what we expected to find here. Oh, yes, yes, right, your question. I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm still waking up. Um, And then let me give you a description. So this woman, it, she's a half-elf. She has blonde hair, parts down the middle, that goes a little lower than her hips. Extremely long blonde hair. It seems a little messy. There might be like a twig sticking in it at one point. She wears plain, simple gray robes. These probably are like her nighttime robes. You see a little bit of dirt kind of smudged on her face. And she has big earrings that are stars. 
Wow, it sounds like exactly who I want to be in life. <laughs> she just goes, I apologize for not answering your question. Um, well, uh, my name's Terwin, like I said, and uh, my father and I um, used to explore and we went uh, on an expedition to here and I couldn't believe how many herbs there were. And so I decided to become an herbalist. It was not the best idea because my only clients are people who crash land or the pirates that invade here at times. But here and there, I do get a good workload and I get to study. So that's that's why I'm here. I would love to tell you more and get to know you. I want to help you. I'm just I'm very tired. Can I can I please meet you in the morning? And you can tell like she's got bags under her eyes. She's like exhausted. Sure, we'll we'll come back tomorrow. Terwin, is that what it was? Yeah. Do you need? Or she goes. Yes. <laughs> do, you, do you need anything? Um. No. No. Do you have any like clean drinking water we could take with us? Oh yeah, yeah. If you if you go around the back of the house, there's a well that it will for my irrigation circles. Take as much as you need. Oh, perfect. Thank. You. Thank you. So sweet. All right. Well, um, just uh, please don't try to rob me. I don't. I don't have anything. I promise. We 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 won't. We won't. I I just see your weapons, and I'm a little nervous. It's military operation, ma'am. Apologies for the intrusion and the fright. No problem, no problem. I, uh, I was a pleasure to meet you, Grayson. And six, please have some water. I would, I would love to speak with you in the morning. And then she g- gently closes it. But then you hear her be like, "Okay, I, di- I did lock it." But her voice is kind of like fading as she's walking back into her house. We'll see you in the morning. Grayson turns to six. What the fuck is this place? I feel like we're going to get a lot of really useful information out of that lady when she's ready to talk to us. So let's come back in the morning. Let's go get some water. Let's return to the team, tell them what we've found or who we found. And also, I'm really hungry. I would really like to go um, eat something, too. Yeah, sure. All right. Let's head back. And six, just to clear the air early on. I am better at knocking than you. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) From my perspective, you are the number one threat to this mission. And if you so much move a hair out of line, I will put you down and leave your body on this godforsaken rock. Wow. Um, That was endearing. Um, (laughs) And also very rude. And also... Um, I would say I'm the number one asset on this mission, so I don't think we're going to have a problem. I would say that when somebody tries to kill you twice, you kind of get to be rude to them. And then Grayson just starts heading back towards the ship. Someone said trust issues. (laughs) (laughs) Drama! Business is business, baby. And if you can't handle it and you can't rise above that, then maybe you shouldn't be on this mission. Move your ass, Six. We're heading back. He says, now 15 feet in front of her. 
I'm getting water first, sir. Grayson walks towards the ship. Stom- um, stomps? Walks? walks. Stomps? Walks. Okay. <laughs> he'll wait, and, he'll uh, wait at like the, the edge of this little clearing area to wait for Six to, to kind of get her water and come back. And Six is just a classic metal tin bucket with a well. You fill it up easy enough. And do you start just walking back towards him? Uh, I got a water skin, too. I can fill that up also. So and then we'll and then I'll take the bucket, the skin. I make him carry the bucket. We're going to steal her bucket. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to take her. We'll bring it back in the morning. (laughs) New name, Bucket Stealer. (laughs) Bucket Stealer. She specifically asked you not to rob her and you took her bucket. Yeah. (laughs) We'll bring it in the morning. (laughs) Oh, shit. The one thing that she probably does need in case she gets thirsty in the middle of the night. Hey, you're not even in the sea. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're looking at footprints. <laughs> okay, so cool. So you head back. I think that you were arriving. Uh, Torash and Valen would have already been there because their adventuring didn't take as long. Was anyone like concerned for them? Like. Do you see them through the mist? Do you see Six and Grayson walking through? Um, I um, I, I I turn to Torash and I toss him a, a copper piece. And I'm like, well, uh, I guess you won that bet. Uh, they didn't make it back safe. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you what. I may not know a lot of things, but that's something that I know that they'll make it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just catch it like out of yeah. the air and just throw it in my pocket. Um, Pants comes out of the ship and like looks over at Six and um, Six and Grayson and goes, <laughs> leans it over to Torash and goes, you know, I don't really know a whole lot about other individuals, but I can just like see the tension there. <laughs> I I don't know what you're talking about. I, I just kind of like awkwardly walks away. Valen's going to yell across like, hey, uh, uh, did, did y'all find a bucket? <laughs> we got water. <laughs> yes, yeah, Six says, hey, assholes, you guys want water? <laughs> yes, definitely tension. Definitely tension. As as we approach, I just kind of, I I sh- uh, Grayson shoves the bucket into uh, into Valen's hands. And just walks back onto the ship. I, I'm all right. Um, uh, I thought we had water, but um, okay. Um, well, we have more. And a bucket. Thank you. <laughs> I'm follow back on the ship. And a bucket. <laughs> At this point, it is definitely nighttime. You have little to no light in the ship. It's just the blinking modules. So all of you have dark vision except Temple. What a noob. What a noob! He's only saved the he's only saved the galaxy like seven times. All those bells, oh, all those bells and whistles, and you're scared of the dark. <laughs> it is dark outside, like very dark, and you hear, you know, the scriffling scrutters. Those weren't words of critters like crawling along. You hear. Like from up in a tree, bats fly out, like here and there. 
That was a great bad noise. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then that's a that's kind of where you're at right now. It's cold, chilly, wet. There's a lot of mist and moisture, and it smells like earth. Earth's asshole. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Temple doesn't have night vision, but he has sentries rest, so he does not go unconscious for nighttime stuff, so he can pretty much always be the watch. Um, so I assume he's, he's sitting by the door and just, you know, back to the wall and just, you know, ticking away at his beads. Uh, do any of you communicate about what you saw or found with each other? Yeah, I, we tell him. Yeah, we would have, I mean, we can play that scene out or we can just paraphrase it. Surely somebody's like, where the fuck did you get this bucket? Yeah. Yeah, where, where, so where'd y'all end up getting this bucket from? There's a woman out in the swamp. Did you steal it from her? Wait, there's a woman in the swamp? I thought I thought it was all uninhabited. There's a lot about this place we don't know about. Yeah, we're borrowing the bucket. We're bringing it back tomorrow. Oh, thank goodness. Right. It's borrowing without asking. That's the difference. Ah, I see. But she said, go ahead and take as much water as you need. I'm too tired to argue this. But did she specify the bucket? How, where, how, what, what, what type, what, what else would we, what type of receptacle would we use to take the water? Do you not have a water pouch, per chance? I, I filled that up too. (laughs) Understandable then. The moral of the story is we're going back tomorrow. Whoever wants to come can come and help us question her. I think that this episode should be named The Bucket. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. If you take the bucket, fuck it. The fuck it bucket. <laughs> fuck it bucket. The fuck it bucket. Thanks, David Foster Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Her name is Tara Wynn. She uh, is an herbalist here on the planet. Um, I'm not entirely sure how long she's been here. She said she'd answer some questions for us tomorrow morning. Great. Maybe we can ask her if she knows if there's any Odin crystals on this planet. Well, we do also know that the beacon we're supposed to retrieve or at least investigate is 45 miles southwest from here. So. So we thinking we stop by there in the morning and then trying to uh, make our way toward the beacon. Might as well. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's really not much else we could do. We're going to run out of supplies within the next few days of. We don't at least adventure out to find some. And at the very least, it seems like this planet does have enough to provide for that, considering there's a living person with a business. <laughs> she had a significant amount of crops on her property, too. So she did mention she had a father, but we didn't see anyone else. She had eyeballs in jars. Oh, how interesting. Like, like, like eyeballs? We're talking eyeballs, Valen. Like eyeballs, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Did she seem violent to you? No, she just seemed tired. Cutting out all those eyeballs, probably. M- mildly mentally unstable, but tired. I'm not particularly surprised to see people on the planet, which is odd. So wait, there's... She said that there's people who come here frequently. 
Well, pirates, people who crash land like us. <laughs> Did you say pirates? Well, damn. Yeah. I have found that life can thrive in the most unassuming places. I agree with that. I say we cast no dirt into the well that gives us water. Just kind of looks up <laughs> off and away. <laughs> like from the bucket? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> bucket metaphors. Just so you know, the, the fortune cookie stuff is absolutely going to not go away so yeah i want it i don't ever want it to go away fucking love it great i'm glad you are all on board why did i i should have made that fucking bum bucket a mimic god damn it so good i know Okay, yeah, so it's it's clearly extremely dark. Do you guys want to take a long rest? I know Temple, you would be awake to watch and it still considers a long rest for you. Oh, wait, wait. There's one thing that I found. What'd you find? Right, Temple? Yes, I lifted up pants into the uh, above cabinet and she found a what appears to be a microchip. It's light green. May I see it, pants? Wow. Oh, sure. And uh, Pants hands the chip over to uh, to Grayson. <laughs> okay. Um, Grayson, do you want to roll an uh, investigation on that? Yeah. Actually, why doesn't everybody roll an investigation? I'm assuming you're probably all going to pass around and look at it, right? Grayson rolled a six. Pants rolled an 18. Temple rolled a seven. Tarish also rolled a six. Uh, Valen rolled 14. Six rolled an 11. Grayson's looking at it and kind of holding it up to the lights and, and like twisting it. Pants is looking up at it and it's like a different perspective and realizes that carved into the side, not carved, but like stamped, like there's little tiny words on it um, that only you see pants. And it, it says um, a W uh, pants is like peering up, looking up, being like, hold on a freaking second. There's something I didn't see before because I'm so short. Can't see it. It says A-W. <laughs> what do you guys think that means? I wonder if West Westways has anything to do with it. That was my initial thought. It's a possibility. It's the only thing I could think of. Are we being spied on? Mm. Is that what this is? Mm. Well, was it plugged in or is it just there? It was just there while Temple was picking me up with his beautiful, beautiful hands. From what you guys can tell, this is just like a regular microchip, like something that would hold information that you'd plug into something and it would like have info on it. Can we plug it into the main console in the ship? Mm. I don't think we have enough power for that. Is there a slot for it? I can check the co- I can check the console and see anything. So Torash, you stomp your big golden feet up to the. I don't. St- I don't stomp. Okay, I may, I may, I may be big and large, but I am not a gangly fuck. Okay? So you gracefully walk up to the console. Thank you. And look around, and you do notice, you do notice, there's a little intro in, insert portal, like you know, how, like computers have like USB lining things. It's kind of like that with a bunch of different types. That one looks like it might be able to fit it. Who's who's currently holding the chip? Grayson. Gracia, can you pass me the chip real quick, please? Here you go. 
uh, Torash will grab it and I'll just just like kind of like line it up into to see if it like li- at least looks like it lines up into one of them. It will. I don't think we have enough power to see if this will actually work with the ship, but let me check. And I just gently press it into the slot. It perfectly fits and clicks, but nothing happens. I assume so. Take this out. Well, uh, Torash just kind of continues to look at it, just kind of turning around and anything. The only thing I could think of is that West Admiral Westways has something to do with the seeing the AW, but I don't think of I don't know of anything else of how it could be in any way uh, you know. You, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? We know. <laughs> One mystery at we a time, Torash. One mystery at a time. Yeah. Let's re- let's revive the night first before we actually continue on with any more investigation of this. Agreed. Hey God. Um how long has it been since we've rebooted Jigalda? An hour. Is anyone gonna be anyone gonna be awake for those in the next two hours to see to see the Jigalda rebooting? I will. I can stay up with you, Temple. I can help keep watch for the first couple of hours. Appreciate the help. Yeah, and then um, I'll, I'll take second watch if you want to wake me up. Sure. In a few hours. Absolutely. I'll take third, and Tarash will hand the uh, the chip back to Grayson. Grayson puts it away in his pack. As our adventurers settle in for the night, pushing sparking wires aside and moving torn pieces of metal, they lay out their bedrolls and try to find a moment of peace. Temple and Grayson settle in across from each other for the first watch, seeing the fog weave closer to the ship and grow thicker with each passing moment. Grayson takes the first round of patrol. In his moment alone, Temple opens his personal log to make the first entry on his new adventure. But yeah, he, he's just sitting, you know, in full lotus position uh, with an eye on the airlock, um, counting away at his beads um, and, uh, yeah, fulfills the duty of uh, laying out the recording. I'm reminded of a story my master told me. One day while walking through the wilderness, a man stumbled upon a vicious tiger. He ran, but soon came to the edge of a high cliff. Desperate to save himself, he climbed down a vine and dangled over the fatal precipice. As he hung there, two mice appeared from a hole in the cliff and began gnawing on the vine. Suddenly, he noticed on the vine a plump, wild strawberry. He plucked it and popped it into his mouth. It was incredibly delicious. Pants is like curled up in a box on the ship and pulls out his little communicator for his log. Uh, Message one to mom. Hey mom, so big news. I snuck onto a ship and I met some new friends just like we talked about. It was great. I even shook their hand and I met a Warforge. Can you believe it? I've only heard stories that he told me about Warforges, mom. I mean, he is so cool. He hasn't let me borrow any of his fingers or hands yet, but I'll get there. I'll wear him down. Don't worry. Um, Oh, yeah. And we also crash landed onto uh, Terrat 19. Okay, love, you got to go. Bye. 
Six makes space up on the top shelves and rolls out one of the cots up there because um, she f- feels at a more natural state when she's higher than everybody else and gets out her little log and says, Dear diary, today I didn't murder anybody. What a bummer. Met a cute boy. Guess I've met him before. Attempted to murder him twice. Which is pretty attractive to me that he was able to survive. Not... Most people don't do that. (sighs) We're on this planet. I stole a bucket today. Things are going... Meh. They're whatever. There's people on this planet, which makes me trust the government even less than I did before. They said nobody was here. There's a crazy woodland lady living in a hut out in the forest. So that's where I got the bucket. But yeah, I'm pretty hungry. There's not a lot of food. Luckily, I brought an ample supply of cigarettes, so that's what's making it most manageable at this point. Anyway, that's enough for tonight. We also crash-landed. P.S. We crash-landed. That's that's also a pretty big fact, but hopefully tomorrow we'll bear more murdering. Signing off. Yeah, so at the at the end of the night, once everyone kind of settles in for the night, I Torash just walks into the cockpit, um, just takes a seat in the pilot seat because it seems to be the only comfortable thing that's not a bunk. Torash just looks up into the trees, just kind of sits there and ponders and takes out his little recording device and pilot log 4999LO we crash landed on a remote planet turn at 19 we were sent here on a military mission for god only knows what the hell we we're actually looking at some form of a beacon outside of that I don't know much else The people here that I am working with are interesting people, to say the least. We all have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. This is going to be an interesting journey. It will be very tough. It will be very long. But I assure to anyone who hears this and listens to this that we will make through. This is the first night on Terra 19. We don't know what is out there. We don't know what is in front of us. But all I know to my family, if they hear this, Tarhun and Tarheen, Sora, my parents, Mishan and Zohar, I'll make you proud. I love you all very much. And if you hear this and I'm not home, I'll make you very proud. This is a pilot signing off. Valen, as uh, before bed, he's gonna kind of take a step, take a step outside. Probably walk about thirty feet away, uh, kind of out of sight, out of line of sight. Um, 
hoping that the air and everything around the noise will just kind of deafen um, any any anything from his log that he can make. So uh, he opens up his little whatever communicator, right? Clicks it open. Well, uh, day one here on uh, Terrant 19. And, uh, and the minute you say that, you hear Sir Charlie making that noise he makes when he transforms and the face of your patron appears. Valin, report. And then I click off the recording. And I'm like, um, ah, yes, uh, Lilith, uh, nice, nice to, not nice to speak to you. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> Enough with your pathetic persona. Have you found anything yet? Um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been coming up with this, uh, with this voice all day. And, um, just trying to get things right. Um, no, uh, we just crash landed here uh, on Terra 19. We were actually attacked by one of those serpents. Um, Do they suspect your identity? No, nothing yet. Um, I've been keeping in pretty good wraps on this, so there should be no problems at all moving forward. I thought I made my expectations quite clear when you took this mission. I shouldn't have to wait to hear from you this long again. Or do you want to end up like your mentor? Perhaps we can add a few more scars to your neck. It's not what I'm trying to do. It's just a lot harder to get some time away. Um, but I'm, I'll, I'll make sure this doesn't happen again. I'll try to report back sooner than rather than later. Um, try to break away when I can, and if I find anything, I will let you know right away. I know what's at stake. Good. And at that, um, her face transforms back into your friendly chinchilla, Sir Charles. Yeah, and then I'll start my recording again. Kind of fast rewind back, like, okay. <clears throat> <laughs> kind of get composure. I'm like, ah, hey, 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 ha, 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 ho. Um, hey, so, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Day one here on, uh, Terra 19 is been a doozy for sure. Um, just got this interesting crew. Torash seems like a, a more than capable fella that can, you know, definitely has my back when I need him, which is nice. Um, we did end up coming across a uh, stowaway, so that was a very interesting occurrence. And um, unfortunately, she took apart all the damn bombs. And the ones that she didn't take apart, she kept for herself. So uh, I guess uh, we'll have to fend for ourselves if we ever need to use those again. Um, other than that, it's uh, been pretty uh, pretty tame here. Uh, nothing really going on. Yeah, just over and out, I guess. This is so weird. I'm never, I'm not nice talking to myself all the time. I'm, there's always... Yeah, so Grayson at this point, he's kind of perched out in the broken open airlock, uh, kind of hunkered down, uh, rifle laying across his legs, his like lap um, cloak kind of pulled around him, just looking out into the darkness and the fog. 
as he takes his his watch with Temple probably sitting there inert next to him. Since my arrival at Adiel Station and the now almost immediately sideways mission to this supposedly desolate world, my paths have once again crossed with the would-be assassin Six. I believe Commander Gallowood has made a grave mistake, including her on this mission. Regardless of what's down here, I believe that this mission's greatest threat to a success, its success, rather, is Six. Regardless of my personal feelings towards her, which are immense and for good reason, it's not a simple thing to have your life threatened twice by the same person. She's dangerous. She does not follow rules. She is a criminal. And I fear for the safety of the rest of the people on this mission. And it's my job to keep these people safe, and I I don't know how. But tomorrow at dawn, we'll go visit a woman who has been living down here for what seems to be years at this point and try to get some information out of her. We are 45 miles to the northeast of the beacon, crashed in a swamp. And before we can even get off this planet, we got to fix the ship. I don't know how the fuck we're going to do that. I feel like Galloway or or Ateev, I feel like they knew more than what they told us. And I fear that the information not shared will be the doom to us all. This is Grayson Cato signing out. As the fog thickens in the night, our adventurers continue their journey on a strange planet. Feeling unsure and having only each other, they continue their mission to find the beacon. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We really appreciate you so much and hope that you're enjoying our story as much as we are. You can find us on most social media platforms, and if you're interested in some great blooper reels, behind-the-scenes DM prep, personalized art, and being a part of the Dungeon Boys community Discord and more, catch us on Patreon. Until next time, this is the Dungeon Boys Campaign 1, Stardust Echoes, over and out.